Hey guys, it's Derek from Disruptor. You ever have one of those days where you just, I mean, I just cannot read three sentences without having a cough or sniffle or something. So just bear with me as I try to get through this. I actually already read this article and I said, I hate it. I'm starting over. So this is an article that I wrote two years ago. It's called Be a Bad Listener. And a couple things about this. I'm going to tell you a very personal story from growing up playing sports. I'm going to tell you about my son, and then I'm going to tie it all back together to business. So if you can bear with me, I'm going to use a little bit of what I like to call synchronicity here. So thanks to Jordan Peterson for inspiring me with that word lately. So, And I'm going to be a little graphic, so you know, I guess you're just going to have to deal with it. So like I said, this is, uh, this is kind of a podcast, but I'm just reading articles I've already written. So I hope you enjoy. Be a bad listener. Derek, you a pussy. I mean, sometimes I wonder if you're just too afraid to touch the puck. Those were the words my high school hockey coach said to me the moment I decided to give up on myself and quit my dreams. I was 15 years old. I was five foot nothing. I couldn't have weighed more than 135 pounds soaking wet. From the time my late father taught me to skate at the age of six, I had dreamed of playing hockey for the Minnesota Gophers one day. Instead, I shut my mouth. I didn't say a word in response. I just picked up my gear, skated off the ice forever, and never returned. My spirit was crushed. 25 years later, I often think about that interaction and wonder how different things would be had I just not listened to what my coach said to me that day. The following year, I hit a growth spurt. Let me tell you about this growth growth spurt. I put on 30 pounds and I grew six inches. 30 pounds, six inches in one year. My knees were bumping. I didn't have a single pair of pants that fit me longer than a month. I mean, in between being frustrated and crying, I was uh, yelling at somebody. At the start of the next school year, another coach, totally unrelated, acting shocked to see me, was like, whoa, how much have you grown? He approached me in the hall and he asked if I was going to go out for the hockey team that winter. And obviously I just looked at him and was like, no. I just went about my day without any reasoning. That coach didn't know that I thought I wasn't good enough or strong enough when I thought of hockey and certainly didn't believe in myself. Even with my newfound frame, 165 pounds, six foot one. And I would never see myself like I once did on the ice. As a father of a tiny 10-year-old boy, now he's 12, getting a little bigger, I see a lot of myself in him. Playing competitive sports, I get to hear all about the dreams of playing baseball, professional football, basketball, and even golf. There's even time left over. He's probably going to pursue a singing or an acting career, maybe maybe even a run for president someday depending on how much time he will have and if his coaches will let him play multiple sports, there's no stopping his confidence and belief in himself. That depends, of course, on who he listens to as he continues to get older and encounters adversity. When I watch him play, I don't coach him from the sidelines. I don't get all over him for his stance or his jump shot or his hustle. Occasionally, Afterwards, I'll remind him, hey, you know, you might want to pay a little bit better attention. All I do, though, is remind him of how much I believe in him. 
When I see or hear something that could distract him from his dream, I counterbalance it with positivity. We're best friends. Well, actually, he's my best friend. <clears throat> Sorry. One of my best friends. He's my, he's my son. He's my best friend. Okay, come on. He always wants to hang out with me, and he never judges me. It sounds like best friend material if you ask me. <clears throat> See, there it is. There's that cough. And as best as my best friend, I pretend I'm standing over myself as a 15-year-old young man being called a pussy by a guy who likely to this day has short man syndrome, and I just punch him in the face. Not to injure him. I mean, but more so just to guard my best friend from nonsense. The kind of nonsense that can crush his spirit. After years of coaching youth sports, playing sports, more importantly, wanting something so badly, there's nothing worse than witnessing someone you love give up on themselves. You ever seen anything like that? It's awful. In business, I see this all the time. For years, I was afraid of saying what I truly wanted for fear that someone would tell me I couldn't have it or that I wasn't smart enough to get it or strong enough to earn it. This article is written because I was so inspired after reading Bob Goff's book, Dream Big. Bob has a new book out called Undistracted, and I'm reading it now, but it's not a coincidence, I guess. Bob has an entire chapter in the book, Dream Big, dedicated to asking yourself, what do you want? I found it relative for so many reasons, but mainly because often I'm not honest enough about what I actually do want. I'm too worried about how I might be perceived. In this particular chapter, Bob paraphrases the story of Jesus healing the blind man. How Jesus asked the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? He probably definitely didn't say it like that. He's probably like, what would you like me to do for you? In a very calm way, right? Bob expresses how Jesus already knew the answer to the question. I mean, it's a blind guy. I mean, it's kind of rhetorical, right? But it's Jesus. Don't question Jesus. Okay, Bob expresses how Jesus already knew the answer to the question, and he likely just wanted the blind man to take ownership of what he, in fact, actually did want. Jesus, I want to see. My son is 10 years old. He was 10 years old when I wrote this, and he hasn't had a chance to answer the question of what he wants in life. So who would I be if I took away his options? Who would his coaches or critics be if they did the same? It would be just like my hockey coach at 15 years old, crushing his spirit and destroying his confidence. Let me ask you this. How would you feel if you missed out on a World Series, a Super Bowl, a green jacket, an Oscar, an NBA title, or a Grammy, or just your dreams? Probably not as awful as causing someone else to miss out on it. It sounds drastic, probably unrealistic, but what if it wasn't? Remember... You don't know what you don't know. I create a lot of original content, and over the years, I've said yes to many opportunities. I've been very vulnerable at times and have gone out of my way to help people. Not for my benefit, but simply because I know the significance of feeling inspired. Even through all of that, I get unbelievable negative comments and messages. Not nearly as much as the positive, uplifting comments, but I do. Whenever I think of my 15-year-old self sitting on the bench being scolded by my coach, I think about my son and I think about his dreams. I guess it's good that we lullabies are such bad listeners. 
If you constantly hear your dreams being crushed by someone, maybe you should try it out sometime. Deuces, which means bye. Thank you for listening. This is not audible.